0: For this part of the show, I'm going to bring up something that I actually did last fall about this time or a little later, but what it's all about is, first of all, uh, now that I've gone up for the season, I'm up in the Washington, D.C. area here, folks, I am amazed at the acres and acres and acres of beautifully well-kept grass. It's useless. (laughs) but everybody I I made a reference to it oh I don't know I guess it was a week or so ago I don't get up any morning in this suburbia that there's not lawnmowers running weed whackers whacking electric blowers blowing and I mean all around me it's almost amazing I I would love to add up I don't know what they get paid here I'm sure it's more than I'm used to getting paid in Texas But I am absolutely amazed at the amount of maintenance time they put in on these giant, green, mostly St. Augustine deserts. That's really what they are. They're not good for any of the environment. I guess they look good. It looks like, except for the houses, you're living in somebody's golf course. So anyway, that's why I've decided this is going to be another attempt at asking you folks and the people that listen to this show and it's growing, thank goodness, every week uh, to do something a little bit more natural. Replace little or all or whatever part of that lawn you've got with what? Real growing wildflowers. So this is a cut from myself a year or so ago. It's time to do it, folks. Give it a listen. I hope you follow my advice. Good for you. Good for your kids. Good for The environment. One way to bring in another good year would be to start a wildflower field or flower garden. Uh, We need them bad. We've got a real bee problem in this part of the country and the more wildflowers you've got the more it helps bees and all the other pollinators that live in your area. So think about planting a wildflower garden. It's really not too late. Late fall is the best but this kind of late fall it's winter here but it's really not. This is the time of year Could have put it in sooner, especially the blue bonnets, but you'll still have a lot of success if you'll just get it going right away. So first, let's talk about a few problems that people have with wildflowers or a few misunderstandings or if they're just, they just don't know. You know, a lot of people, one thing they want to do is wait till spring to put the seeds in. Well, that's too late. Mother Nature plants in the fall and in the winter. If you remember, the flowers all go dormant after the weather starts cooling down and the days shorten nothing wrong with that. But then once that's happened, then you got to get them in. So get them in after October, November, right into right now. A number of them will do fine right here in the beginning of January, but it is really the time to get it done. You can't wait around too much longer if you want to be successful. The other thing that people do with especially wildflower seeds is they plant them too deep. As a rule, it seems a little strange, but it's really not. A wildflowered seed usually shouldn't be any deeper than about three times the depth of of the diameter of the seed itself, and some are quite small. Remember what Mother Nature does. The, the, the seed dries out after the flower is through blooming and becomes what some kind of seed pod, whatever it is, and then it gets blown off, laid down, whatever, basically on the surface of the ground wind might come along and throw some dust on it a little bit of dirt on it and kick it around a little bit but nobody's going out there and digging it an inch or two deep and sticking it in the ground with almost no exceptions so you don't want to go too deep always think about this everywhere you see 90 percent of all wildflowers think about this it's full sun Almost all, except a few exceptions, there's, there's some some turks caps and things that, that are kind of evolved to live in open shade areas. But what we call wildflowers, at least six full hours of sunshine a day, if you really want a successful wildflower standing on its own without you having to do too much to kind of help it along. Another problem is everybody tries to till too deep. There they go again, loosening the soil too far down okay tilling too deep can bring up old dory but weed seeds which is what you don't want right now okay all you really need is one of those springy kind of rakes a light good raking now if you're going to put it where there was grass or the other wild weeds cut it as short as you kind of much usually like scalping things but if you're going to put wildflowers there uh, you need to scalp it as good as you can rake it lightly get it st- so that the soil is loose and then scatter your wildflower seeds and ironically, it's been shown that another problem, if they, if you're within the ability of doing it, is overwatering, not underwatering. Mother Nature will take care of it. Now, you're fortunate if you're smart enough or guess well enough to get those seeds out now, for instance, uh, and know when the next guess. You can't know where we live, folks. When the next rain or water's coming, but that's when those seeds will start activating. That's when they'll start coming to life for this coming spring. So those are a few of the don'ts, okay? There's, it's not a very difficult situation. You scratch it lightly, you get rid of its competition. If you want to really get picky, you can go out, especially in a, when the, what we call winter weeds, some of the dandelions and things come up very early, way before your seeds, go out and hand pluck those with carefully not trying to pull up or displace the wild seeds you'd put in, and that'll give them a little bit more growing space. But personally, I find daisies are pretty nice, native wildflower as far as a source I know of two that are very very dependable for seeds that are made to grow in our area and number one for me I know them as friends is Native American seed you can find them on the internet with tons of seeds and the other one that's actually the largest producer maybe in the nation but certainly in our part of the country in Texas is wild seed farms and both of these have mixtures specifically made for your area a hill country or a Big Bend or wherever you live. They have pre-studied and they know what wildflowers grow best in your area, so that saves you a lot of time trying to figure out what you're supposed to be planting. For good even distribution, once you've got your seed in hand, whatever you get, mix it with a good carrier. Most people just try to take the seed and scatter it and you just can't do it. I personally go get what they call hard sand or the... Well, it's sand like you would put in a uh, sandbox for kids. It's a bigger grain sand. It's not real fine, although if you get fine sand, it'll work fine. Or you can mix it with mulch. You can mix it with most anything you want. But what you want to do is give yourself a ratio, oh, about 5 to 1, 4 to 1 of the carrier versus the seed. Then when you scatter it out, whether it's by hand or by a machine, uh, the odds are the seed will be rather evenly scattered up just like guess who? Mother Nature would do on her own. And as the, as the year moves on, I guess the one thing I can tell you, and this is all I can do is tell you that, pray for rain. Okay, if you pick from these seed companies, the, the seeds that are typically the best wildflowers for your area, they're also typically acclimated to those unusual, sometimes it's late winter, sometimes it's early spring, sometimes it's very little rain. But, but those plants have evolved, the wildflowers now more so than of course domestics, to fit where you uh, bought them for. In other words, you don't want a mix for the South Georgia swamp, if you're going to put it. Uh, in Alpine, Texas, or you're going to put it in Kerrville, Texas, you want to buy a seed mix that has been predetermined to fit the area where you're going to grow your seeds. That's already way, way over half of the success. Uh, I I had an old friend, and you've heard me talk about him, for those of you who've been with me for uh, now on the radio somewhere for over 20 years, Malcolm Beck, And his quote was, a weed is really just a plant put or growing in the wrong spot. So one man's dandelion, which is a beautiful wildflower, is another man's weed if it's in his tomato garden. So think about that they the the plants will adapt amazingly well now the first year, yes you get some of the some of these seeds you're going to buy are actually biannual seeds, so you may get a good plant growth out of a particular flower you want and say oh i didn't do something right the flower didn't bloom or the flower didn't come out yeah, you did it right that's that is the normal uh, Um, revolution of how these seeds grow so once you get it going over two or three years you're always going to have some because uh, one year a part of them will bloom out and the next year the other part will bloom out and that one will put on its uh its future flowering plants and that's normal That, that that doesn't mean you didn't do a successful job it just means that you have to understand which ones now you can get very particular you can pick individual flowers if you're really going to have them in a yard that's the size of a garden you can buy a lot of these plants already coming up in pots actual wildflowers again native plants of texas for instance have wildflowers galore available to you but very inexpensive way to do it, number one, and to me, not, not quite as satisfying. It's kind of fun to have those there and maybe use them as accent plants. But uh, a wildflower planting is just what it says it's a wildflower planting. Nothing fits nature better than nature herself. Most of the time, when we get ourselves involved, we overtill, we eliminate what you and I call weeds and put in them uh, plants that these animals are not accustomed to. Okay now they can evolve they will learn to use crepe myrtle seeds but crape myrtles aren't from here nandinas but nandinas aren't from here even pittosporum but pittosporum aren't from here they've evolved to be able to to coexist to cohabitate with these plants but that's not native plants and and we most of us are totally unaware of the tremendous number of imports Accidentally, most of the time, but sometimes on purpose. A number of the Chinese pistache trees and things were introduced for some reason or another. Some were successful. Crape myrtle is an ideal example. Some were terribly invasive and a terrible idea. In certain parts of the country, Pittosporum is a problem. In certain parts of the country, nandina is a real problem. And certainly in certain parts of even people's areas, a number of the introduced bamboos are a real, real problem for the people that started them didn't realize that that, that was going to become an invasive plant. Uh, some of the flowers that I really enjoy on my own, well, one I, I think about, for instance, is trumpet vine, which in its own is a beautiful flower. The hummingbirds seem to love it, but it is absolutely, totally invasive. It's almost as bad as bamboo, and it is an introduced species. Uh, another one that I had a real problem with—not that it's a beautiful flower, not that it's Indian—but it was brought in is called a whorehound. For you old folks like me, whorehound—they actually made cough syrup out of it. That was pretty doggone, pretty good. But it is actually, uh, in, in large amounts, can be dangerous to your livestock and really just take over whole fields it's just a very, very bad idea. So anyway think about that wildflower time want to start a new year 2021 is gonna be bigger better than ever folks. you couldn't do anything nicer on your landscape or even just around your house in small areas get rid of some of your grass. Nothing needs grass anymore but us unless you're feeding cattle or raking hay. So think about little areas in your in your property where you can put little wildflower areas that will just stay year after year they can become if you do it right perennial porneal is a good idea. It's lower maintenance for you. It's better for the animals around you because as they learn to establish where you are, they they know where it is. The other one you can throw in your yard or anywhere. Anytime you can add a water source, you are creating a little bit better habitat for the animals around you, both uh, well, your kids and and the native animals that that, uh, you enjoy having around your house.